Welcome to the Public Sector Marketing Show with your host, Joanne Sweeney. Hello and welcome to the Public Sector Marketing Show, a podcast favoured for government and public sector marketing professionals who want to level up their digital marketing and social media knowledge, skills and strategic thinking. I'm delighted to share this time with you. Coming up in today's show, how COVID-19 has changed the world and why you need a crisis communications plan. I interview Marisa Ryan, Social Media Manager with Ireland's National Health Service on how she is managing coronavirus-related comms. In social media news, social media usage is up as people live in lockdown. YouTube art restricted videos about COVID-19 and the 5G conspiracy theory. And there aren't going to be any emoji updates this year due to COVID-19. And finally, I will share my top research tool with you on how to find the most up-to-date, authentic and verified data around COVID-19. Never miss an episode. Subscribe now on your favorite podcast platform or to the Public Sector Marketing Show YouTube channel. The COVID-19 pandemic has effectively put the world on pause. Apart from a number of key sectors, including healthcare, food manufacturing, and retail, along with policing and security. However, one sector of society that has not shut down is our government and public sector. The public are facing a crisis of compromised health, of confidence, and of their financial and mental well being. Meanwhile, our healthcare services and national governments are dealing with a public health crisis not seen before in our lifetime. The world has changed for citizens. So how does the rest of our public sector and government departments respond and what can they do? Well, the first thing to think about is how is this crisis affecting the public? There have been job losses across most industries. Schools, universities and further education centres are closed. Public confidence to spend money has been reduced apart from essential items. Tourism has been stalled the free movement of people halted. Social isolation and human separation is the new normal. There's been an increase in social media and internet use, an increase in fake news and information vacuums. There's been an increase in fear, anxiety, and compromised mental health and well-being. And the free movement of goods has been hindered. This is our new normal for the foreseeable future. And you need to figure out how you can respond to your citizens who are facing huge uncertainty. Let's face it, there is only one conversation happening right now. With no pharmaceutical intervention to stop, cure or vaccinate against the spread of novel coronavirus, we are left with the power of communication and the resolve and the resilience of people to help flatten the curve. But why aren't some people getting the message after solid weeks of daily updates from national health and governments about social distancing, about cocooning, about staying at home? The human race is imperfect. The messages will be lost amidst fake news and scaremongering and the opportunists will take advantage. Messaging fatigue is also setting in. Right now, more than ever, we need our governments and public sector to act on the crisis and take action. 
hundreds of public sector professionals have now watched my free webinar on COVID-19 digital crisis communications. Everyone has taken at least one big takeaway back to their day job. So have a look, log on to publicsectormarketingpros.com to access it. I'd also love your feedback and your experience of how you are managing crisis comms during COVID-19. Maybe you want to come on the Public Sector Marketing Show as an interviewee. Get in touch. Simply drop me an email to info at publicsectormarketingpros.com. Interview. I'm delighted to be joined by Marisa Ryan, who is the social media manager with the Health Service Executive. Um, you've got 10 years experience in healthcare communications, along with press experience. Marisa, welcome to the show. Um, really appreciate you giving me 15 minutes um, considering what we're going through right now. First of all, how are you? Yeah, um, I'm good. It's, yeah, it's going well, well, it's it's a long slog so far. We've been working on this for quite some time, um, but we're very proud of what we're doing. Um, it's great to be able to get the information to the people. Like it's such a obviously topical thing that's happening right now, and every single person is um, talking about it. So it's it's kind of great to be at the centre of that and giving people the information they need and um, seeing how people are reacting to the content that we're sharing. So it's quite good. Um, and we're tired. <laughs> I think everybody in comms are. We're working pretty much around the clock, but um, we have a wonderful team in communications. We definitely have a wonderful team in social media and everyone wants to be a little bit of a part of it. Um, it's such a topical thing and it's, it's really, really, really great. So obviously, um like most of the country you're you're working from home how have you been able to adapt i guess luckily your job is social media right so in terms of of being online it's kind of been your world yeah um so this for us that we have been kind of looking after this since the very beginning of february um before coronavirus came to ireland at all we were planning for it and we're kind of talking to people who would return from when it was just in, in china at the time so we've gone through that we're actually all not working from home that long I'm only working from home since last week and um, because we're kind of doing press briefings all the time and when um, social distancing and physical distancing really came into it we said it was time for us there was very few of us in the office at the time but we still needed to it was time that we started to work from home now I'm quite set up and um, we all are um because I do a lot of hours, out of hours anyway, because of the nature of the job that I'm in, we're well set up. Like it's different. I would give anything to be back in the office with everybody else. I love the social interaction with everybody talking to people every single day, but we have it well set up because of other, we've had a few crises. <laughs> we have other things like Slack that we use all the time, Zoom meetings, all of that kind of stuff. So we are well set up. Um, it's just that you know the, the social the social side of things that we're kind of missing but we have it set up that we have like a small team call every morning then we have a whole digital call then we'd have a, um, a communications network with anybody who works in communications around the country we'd have that on twice a week as well where we get updates from Paul Connors he's our national director and David Leach our assistant national directors they give us an update of what's happening around the country and then because like I think everybody's in the same boat. We try to, I like I talk to somebody from press every day. I talk to somebody from campaigns at least once a day. You know, so there is a lot of chatting on the phone. It's not where we want it to be, but we obviously understand it's so important that we do this and staying at home is, it's so important. 
Now, the HSE is, is no stranger to crises, just given the nature of the organisation. However, there isn't like a, a handbook for, for a pandemic, is there? How, how mentally do you prepare yourself? You're used to crisis comms, right? You're on yes. the line every day, but how mentally do you prepare yourself for something like this where not nobody has all the answers? No, so like... Like you said, we have had a number of crises that we're trying to deal with all the time. But like this one, um, like it's a global one. We're kind of learning from other countries what they're doing. And some people have worked on pandemics before, like the swine flu um, a number of years ago. Like obviously things have changed hugely. There was no social media back then. I actually think our Twitter account was set up for that years ago. And like just as another platform to set it out, whereas now like social media is our Twitter account is one of our main channels to get our information out. Obviously, we've grown to other channels because of that as well. There's just so many different ways now of getting information to the public, to the people that we want to talk to all the time. And like social media is just, it's great to have it. Like there's two sides of it. Like it's great to have it, but also people are using it to talk to us all the time. And we have a small little community, our social media team. And at one, like we have been getting direct messages and our call centre has been looking after our direct messages for a number of years, but the call centre were obviously taking on the calls for coronavirus things. So we took back the messages and because we were so responsive on Twitter messages, we were getting up to a thousand messages a day over the last two weeks. Now, thankfully, it has reduced. I think we had 109 messages yesterday. So it has gone from that, a, a small team of four of us trying to reply to a thousand messages it was tough going for a while, but, you know, like people are so looking, they're looking for the information and it's great that they're coming to us looking for it. And the, over the last few days, we see the difference in the messages. Like people are really asking questions in relation to cocooning. They really want to get it right. They really want to do the right thing. Like, you know, like the little things, can I go for a walk down to the local shop? And it's lovely to see that people are just making sure they're doing things right. And it's great, it's a very Irish sense. They're checking in with us for little things and it's great to be able to help people. You know, like it would be awful to leave somebody whose mother is living on their own and they're just looking for the right thing to do in relation to that and we're helping them. And everyone thankfully is so grateful for the information we're giving them. They're very thankful for the work that the Irish Health Service is doing and the work that we're doing in responding to their queries. Sometimes they probably don't even expect to get a response from us, which is a nice thing to see. Now, when you say that people are coming to you to, to ask about, you know, what might seem like something small, can I go to the shop, can I go for a walk, whatever. But I think the message has kind of got through that people really need to go to trusted sources. Right. Yeah, it's, that's been a really strong message you put out. Yeah. And their, our content team have really, really worked hard as they always do on the content for the website. And it's great to see like everyone referring people back to the trusted source of information, which is the HSE website. That's where all the data or the detail is. That's where you get it. And because we have the call center, we have social media and we have the content team. We obviously want, and obviously press as well, but we want all our messages to sync. Like it's no point in us giving a message um, through the social channels that's something slightly different to what HC Live are giving at the call centre or what's different on the website. So we have like a daily, a twice daily call with content with um, HC Live and with ourselves 
just making sure that we honor the common questions that we're getting in social media and HC Live. How can we put information about that on the website? How can we get that involved in HC Live script? And how can we use it then afterwards on social media if somebody's asking for the right question? Like, we don't know the answer to everybody, you know, and it's okay to tell people, sorry, I'm not sure about this, especially when it started initially. It's a very, very new virus that we didn't really know how it worked. And it was okay. Like, I mean, it's not ideal to not know the answer, but it's okay to not know the answer either. Do you know? Well, it's, the, it's the truth, right? Yeah, yeah. And we yeah. give what we can to anybody who's asking. Now, the, the social networks have also collaborated with you because I see now when I search for COVID-19 on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, I am prompted directly to go to the hse.ie. Has that been useful for you? It's been so handy. In fairness, I have to give all the social networks their, their credit. Um, we kind of linked with them quite a bit um, around vaccines, and we kind of opened the conversation with them around that, and they had done something. They both done, uh, both Twitter, or Twitter and Facebook had done something around vaccines for that. And it was brilliant to see them. They came to us, Twitter came to us initially saying we're doing the same with coronavirus and we have worked with them quite a bit to get our factual information out there. And Facebook have been incredible. They have come up with so many different ideas. They have done a page for coronavirus for people that can follow. It links to our website. We have a new uh, profile picture that says I'm staying at home. Um, they have given us a lot paid for advertising. Um, that we're using to obviously promote our messages far and wide. They're coming up with different things all the time and keeping us in the loop going, is this a good idea? Is that a bad idea? You know, they, they're really anxious to help us whatever way we can. And LinkedIn now have also come to us as well, looking to give us job slots as well. So that's kind of great. And like stuff like TikTok that doesn't do advertising in Ireland, they have contacted us to see how they can help us. And we partnered with Spun Out recently to reach the young, younger audience. And you might have seen the likes of Laura Whitmore shared our video that we did with Spun Out there recently enough. And that was to 1.1 million people. And like she has just started out on TikTok, but she shared our, our, her version of our video. And like that wasn't anything we had to pay for. Everybody was so anxious to get involved. And because of the social networks doing what they were doing, we're getting that extra push and help and it's great but everything is leading back to the single source of truth which yeah. is our national health service which is amazing another collaboration that i've noticed that has worked really well is your collaboration with the media and um, those press briefings that go live on on facebook i see um dr paul connor's chairing he was chairing yeah. the, the health briefings that are going live on twitter we're getting um, our updates into our smartphones. And I can tell you, there's probably not a person in the country with a smartphone that is not hearing those live broadcasts. That's worked well, I guess, for you. Yeah, so the media obviously have um, a job to do in relation to all this. Like we started a winter briefing. We do it every year, um, a briefing kind of, it starts in about October and we do flu stats and people on trolleys and that kind of stuff to run over it. And it was always every Thursday at two o'clock. And we started to stream the odd one, but not a huge amount of them. And then when coronavirus was coming, we started streaming them. And we had a small Twitter following, when, like small, relatively small. It was at 40,000. And we actually had a cake in the office when we got to 40,000 because we were really proud to get that many. And it's all organic. It's not paid for advertising that we got it and people stuck with us. 
and um, as we started to do this working on the pandemic and working given live updates like that we hit 107,000 the other day so like nearly tripled the amount of followers we have but the press briefings that we have now, we've had them the odd day. So the Department of Health have one every day, given the updates on how many cases there are and how many deaths and things like that. But we do possibly once a week. And that kind of went from like where there would be a large amount of people in our in our boardroom, in our office. And now it's literally me in front of a camera, in front of the guys who are doing the press briefing and somebody from RTE so they can live stream it on there. So we do the Twitter live feed and RTE stream on RTE. I think it's on RTE now and they give it to TV3 as well, as well as their RTE Twitter account. So we're getting a huge amount of traction on those every single time. We did one last Sunday from City West where it's going to be the, the facility where people go if they get coronavirus and you know the way when I was doing it and I don't always do them myself but when I was filming it like at some point it was 900 people on watching the one time and I was like oh god if I mess this up <laughs> but you know it's like that's how far we're going for the last little while it's great. Do you feel an unusual um, or a greater sense of responsibility on your shoulders now doing this job Marisa? I know you I know you take it seriously and you care but yeah. it's uncharted waters right? Well, we, I think everybody in fairness who works in comms wants to get this right. And like we have a bit of a sign off process, like that we go through everything that we go through, like the content team work really hard to get fact checked and all of that, the 2Y process. We always do that as well with our social channels. We link with programs and campaigns to make sure that the, the content that we're doing is right. I, th I don't think we're doing a huge amount different. We probably have another step on the sign off process, but you know, the, uh, things are changing so, so fast. Like we did videos at the beginning. They're all obviously out of date now because they talked about being out and about. And obviously being out and about is not an option anymore. And, you know, things are changing so, so fast. But we're also getting sign off so, so fast as well with things. And like, I don't think we're doing anything hugely different. Like we're still getting double sign off and everything. Maybe another step on that. But no, like... We're very proud of, like I keep saying that, of the work that we are doing and that's about it really, you know, like carry on, like I hope that we are doing the right thing and I hope people are valuing what we're getting from things like our following on all our channels is increasing and we seem to be retaining those people. So hopefully they're still coming to us looking for reputable information and the right source of information. With all the the public messages that you're getting and the levels of interaction are you noticing that people are appreciative of the health healthcare system now obviously you know me or other people don't get to to see a nurse or a doctor every day the way that we can talk to our health services is through social media and through you mm -hmm. and your team what kind of mood or what temperature are you taking on the mood of the country right now? Oh, it's, it's actually very heartwarming, the amount of messages that we're getting, it's just saying thanks. And I think the big one was, was it last Friday or was it Thursday night, the eight o'clock clapping? And it was just, social was just a beautiful place to be that night. It was just the, so many people complimenting the people, the work that we're doing. It's not just that, like, the amount of people, first of all, who came to us for Ireland on call, I think it was, it's probably over 70,000 applicants at this stage. Then we had to set up a dedicated place for people to come with offers of support. Like, you know, when the schools were, um, when they stopped, when they 
the students had to work to be at home for two weeks the original time the amount of teachers that came on to us privately on social media saying i now have two weeks off how can i help can i be part of the contact tracing all of that it's like it's a very i think it's an irish thing that everybody wants to be part of this big thing to make it go away nearly and it's it's just really brilliant it's great so finally what would you say to your to your public sector health colleagues around the world because so many countries about 200 countries now at this stage are are trying to fight coronavirus have you any words of wisdom because i know they'll they'll be watching no we're all in it together i think it's the only thing we can say that hopefully we'll see some um like i know that people are saying that we don't want to get too complacent in relation to the figures but just try and keep going and give people as much accurate information as possible and hopefully we'll be back to normal work <laughs> sometime very soon and standard work that's not pandemic related i don't know when that will be but hopefully soon and are you are you able to mind yourself how are you minding yourself from now not having the capacity yeah. of your team and 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 the stress like it's it's a double whammy how are you how are you I know, it's, yourself? Like, it's kind of yeah it's just you'd be so proud of it and you kind of want to do a different make a difference and like I said, I've such a brilliant team. They're so good. Like those, you know, they'll work any hours that they want and that you want them to do. There's no question, like, you know, people were working covering um messages until half nine, ten o'clock at night and they're just doing it, not looking, they get the odd day off here and there just to mind themselves. And you know, just the it's really everybody has been fantastic. I did take a couple of hours off on Wednesday and it was just absolutely delightful. I went for a walk in my two kilometre distance and, you know, just kind of like cooked a nice meal and stuff like that. So to try and get a little bit of headspace around it, you know, the way, but you also want to be doing a good job all the time. So I do have to mind myself, but I'm doing okay. Brilliant. Listen, on behalf of us, thank you to you, to all your comms colleagues, because without a, a pharmaceutical intervention, the, the communications is key right now. That's the antidote to try and fight this virus. So thank you for joining me and thank you for your insights and stay safe. And uh, hopefully we'll see you soon in person. Thank you. And thanks for everyone for the support. Social media news. Social media usage is up as people live in lockdown. Since the beginning of this pandemic, social media usage has reportedly increased significantly. Individuals connecting with their communities and reading news updates refresh their feeds more often, and businesses turn to social media hoping to stay afloat by shifting some of their sales online. On the 24th of March, Facebook announced that in many of the countries most affected by the virus, total messaging had increased by more than 50%. Italy has seen a 70% increase in the time users spend on social media since the crisis arrived. You can check the stats in your country, comparing month against month on napoleoncat.com forward slash stats. The Public Sector Marketing Show. YouTube to restrict videos about COVID-19 and a 5G conspiracy theory. YouTube has confirmed that it will reduce the recommendations and distribution of videos which promote conspiracy theories that link the spread of COVID-19 to 5G technology and also videos promoting unsubstantiated medical methods to combat novel coronavirus. 
This comes after a spate of attacks on mobile phone masts in the UK and in Ireland. In a statement, YouTube said, we have clear policies that prohibit videos promoting medically unsubstantiated methods to prevent the coronavirus in place of seeking medical treatment. And we quickly remove videos violating these policies when flagged to us. We have also begun reducing recommendations of borderline content, such as conspiracy theories related to 5G and coronavirus that could misinform users in harmful ways. The Public Sector Marketing Show. New emoji updates due to COVID-19. Every year, I look forward to the new emoji updates and the release of fun new ones. However, this year, there's been a delay due to COVID-19. A non-profit group called the Unicode Consortium oversees the creation of emojis. The group has decided to postpone the release of version 14.0 of the Unicode standard by six months. Unicode Consortium, which relies heavily on volunteers, is pushing back the release date until after the COVID outbreak. So we should expect new emojis to appear on our phones and on other devices in 2022. Social media tool of the week. Today's top tool recommendations. Social listening is a really important exercise for public sector and government marketing pros during COVID-19. In this episode, I'm sharing two valuable research tools that I use every day to help me stay informed around trends and insights around the pandemic. The first one is Global Web Index. I'm signed up for their daily email alerts. Their dedicated research into the effects worldwide of COVID-19 is available for free, giving organizations the up-to-date information they need to stay ahead. You can sign up for free at globalwebindex.com forward slash coronavirus. The second data tool I'm using for COVID-19 social listening is Talkwalker Insights. They have also opened up their data for free to signed up users. Their daily newsletter provides you with insights around COVID-19 and social listening. This will allow you to stay informed on critical conversations during the pandemic. They also host a free weekly webinar. Find out more and sign up at talkwalker.com forward slash COVID hyphen 19 hyphen resources. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Public Sector Marketing Show. I'll see you on the next episode and be sure to share this podcast with a government pro you know. For now, yours in digital, Joanne. Thank you for listening to the Public Sector Marketing Show.